0: The best nation there is on earth. And uh, because the gospel has gone forth from this nation. You know God raised this nation up so that the gospel could be propagated. You know you talk to uh, nationals and they want to raise support for the work that God has called them to in their nation. Where do they come to get finances? They come here to America. And thank God for those of us, you know, we spent 18 years in Eastern Europe, and uh, we always came back home to raise money to keep us on the mission field to do what God had called us to do. So this is a wonderful time to celebrate the freedom that we have as a nation. Thank God He raised up this nation, and it's, it's been a strong nation. Like I said, I believe it's one of the best nations in all the world because it's propagated the gospel. There's more finances and more missionaries that come out of this nation than any other nation that I know about. Now I could be wrong because I don't know everything. My wife will tell you that and I don't know everything. Now she thinks she knows everything. but <laughs> No, I, I thank God for a good helpmate. You know he gave me a good helpmate, not a dead weight. Amen. <laughs> all you men can say amen. Amen. Thank God for our second Holy Ghost. Amen. (laughs) Independence Day, 247 years ago, this nation was set free from the tyrannical hand of England, financially and spiritually. Those 13 colonies, it cost a great price. For them to get free from the hand of England. And you know, for us spiritually, it cost a great price. It cost Jesus a great price. You know, I used to tell my folks in Czech Republic and Poland, How much does God love you? That much. I mean, Jesus suffered a horrible death for your sake and my sake. To give us the freedom that we have in Him. But you know, after we get that freedom, we have to do something to stay free. Thank you for your enthusiasm. I said we have to do something to stay free. Amen. Salvation is a free gift, but we have to walk it out yes. with fear and trembling. Amen? So thank God we've been able to stay free as a nation. Like I said, it took a great price. And you know, naturally speaking, it took a great price for us to stay free as a nation. There's many women and men that laid down their lives so that we could be free as a nation. So we could stay free as a nation to fulfill the plan that God had on this nation. And Jesus paid a great price. He laid down his life for you and for me. Let's look at John 15, 13. He says, greater love has no man than this, than to lay down his life for his friends. Wow. You know, the New Testament is kind of progressive. The Old, the old Covenant, they were servants, and Jesus here calls them friends, but after his death, burial, and resurrections, we're sons and daughters of Almighty God. Amen. We're not servants anymore, even though we do serve Him, and we're not just necessarily friends anymore, but we're sons and daughters of Almighty God, and we have a responsibility. Amen. You know, all of these empty chairs is your responsibility. Thank you for your enthusiasm. Now, I know this is a holiday, and a lot of people got good excuses to be away, but if there's empty chairs in this place on a regular basis, it's your responsibility. Because as ministers, you know, in Ephesians 4, it says that uh, God gave gifts to men, and in verse 11 and 12, it says He gave them uh, pastors, evangelists, teachers, apostles, and prophets for the... uh, perfecting of the saints so the saints could do the work of the ministry. So the body of Christ will be edified or built up or added to. So it's our responsibility to teach you, to train you, to educate you, to mature you, to do the work of the ministry. Now you've heard me say this before because I can't hardly preach anything without saying this. We all have a responsibility to win the lost. And then we bring them in here And they get fed just like you're being fed this morning. And then you can help the pastors take care of those new converts too. I got one amen. I said you can help the pastors take care of those new converts. You know, when the family, especially my dad was uh, number 13 of the family that he was raised up in. And he said he had to take care of the younger kids when he was growing up. Those of you that have large families, you do, especially the older kids, your responsibility is to take care of the younger kids so that your mom and dad can do stuff. Amen. Right, yeah, yeah. Let's look at Jesus' assignment. He makes a declaration, and he says this in Luke chapter four. "By the way, I use the new King James, unless I otherwise specify." He says, in Luke 4:18. He said, "The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because He's anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and recovering of sight to the blind, to set at liberty them that are oppressed." In verse 19, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. Now, there's a lot of things that we could look at there, but there's three facets of this assignment that Jesus had that stood out to me and all three of them were in the same category to proclaim liberty to the captives, to set at liberty them that are oppressed, and to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. In other words, there's th- out of all those things he talked about, he mentioned three times to set the captives free. And this time of year is a is a very special time for me because uh, I'm about to have my 40th birthday. (laughs) Spiritually speaking. (laughs) I had my 70th last October, but uh, July 6, 1983, most of you have heard my testimony. This old boy was set free. My goodness, I'd been a drug dealer and a drug addict for 13 years in and out of the penitentiary just Stupid in my head, crazy in my mind, sick in my body, and somebody just like you sent me down at the kitchen table because they loved Jesus and they loved me, and they showed me scripture after scripture after scripture after scripture about how much Jesus loved me, how he wanted me free, how me how he wanted me healed, how he wanted me spiritually free, how He wanted me, physically free, and then how He wanted me to be filled with the Holy Spirit. And I went home that night and I prayed a simple prayer and I said, Jesus, forgive me, because I'd got born again as a kid, but I'd backslid all those many years. And I said, forgive me for living the life that I lived all those years and being the way I was. Come back into my life and be my Lord and Savior. And then I added this. I want everything that I saw in your word. And man, I'm telling you, whew. now I've been, I've been intravenously shooting cocaine for years. I knew what high was getting about all about, but uh, when I said that, the Holy Ghost came on me and knocked the devil right out of me. Man, I'm telling you, i would never experienced a high like that before in all my life. And I get that way when I'm preaching. I I like getting high, but I like getting high on God. Amen. You know, that's why they call him the most high. Woo! I thought I used to get high on drugs and alcohol and other stuff, but when I started getting high on him, I really got addicted. I'm addicted to this stuff, and I love it, and it's all right with him. You know, it's all right to be addicted on God. It's all right to be addicted in, on the Holy Spirit and get drunk in the Holy Spirit. You know, he said, don't be drunk with wine, whereas it's in excess, but be filled with the Holy Spirit. He says it's okay to get drunk. It's all right to get drunk in church as long as it's not the liquid stuff, amen. It's good to get drunk on the Holy Spirit. My wife mouthing to me, on the Holy Spirit, Yeah. We need to clarify some things because we don't want you leaving here and say, Brother Larry said it's okay to get drunk in church. Yes, I'm the Holy Spirit, amen. <laughs> Woo, because you know, drunk people, they get bold. Come on now. I said, I used to get drunk and go into a bar and have my guy this big, I thought I could take him on <laughs> until I learned a few lessons. But being drunk in the Holy Ghost, Holy Spirit, will give you boldness to do what God's called you to do. So anyway, I'm so thankful. July 6, 1983, this old boy got set free. Spiritually restored back to my right place. I was able to step into the place that the blood of Jesus provided for me and live like a son of Almighty God. Now I hadn't been perfect, but I've endeavored to live this way all my life. And it's been a good life. Like I said, God gave me a wonderful helpmate. Man, man, man. She's helped me all these years. The Holy Spirit's helped me all these years. And it's really kind of hard for me to mess up anymore. <laughs> but you know what? I have temporary periods of stupidity just like you do. And I do mess up every once in a while. But thank God for 1 John 1.9. You know, he said... He's faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. God forgives and God forgets. Come on now. I said, God forgives and God forgives. And you know, you got to learn how to forgive yourself and forget about what you did. Because if you remind God of what you did yesterday, if you repented of it, He's going to say, What are you talking about? You asked me to forgive you, and I forgave you, and now I've forgotten about it. See, you, you can't walk forward with God looking backwards. If you do, you run into things. God's got good things for us, especially you young people. See, you don't have to learn the stupid lessons that I learned. Growing up in a church like this, you find out who you are and what you can do. Man, say, I didn't grow up in a church like this. I did get saved as a kid, thank God for the Baptist. My granddaddy was a Baptist preacher. But you know, they just didn't know the things that we know. But we know some good stuff now, right? I mean, if you've been in this church six months or a year, you know more than a lot of preachers do. God is so good, and the Word of God is true, the Word of God is, works, but it doesn't work for everybody. Right. Did you know that? Yeah. The Word of, I'm going to make this statement, the Word of God does not work for everybody. Why? I'm glad you asked, because not everybody works the Word. Yeah. you got to work the Word. You could, I, I don't know how many times I heard the Word on salvation, and I, I didn't receive it. You know, I got born again as a kid and I can look back and see, the, see people that tried to bring me back into the kingdom and I rejected it. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't want to do the word. I didn't want to be a part of that because I thought I was having too much fun. Yeah. 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 Yep. But I just kept digging the hole deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper. But thank God, God got me out. And you know what? The good news about that is, God is no respecter of persons. Come on. What if you've ever heard a testimony of people kind of like mine that was crazy and stupid and drug addict, drug dealer, or whatever? God do the same for you. I say God will do the same for you. Now, my wife, she's got a best, but excuse me, a lot better testimony than I do. She got born in again about four or five years old. And then later on got filled with the Holy Spirit and lived in church all her life. That's really a better testimony than what mine is. Yeah. Yeah. I heard a story one time that, uh, about this biker convention. And these guys was getting up and they were just telling awful things. And then they testify about how Jesus had set them free from all of that. And then this little old lady came up on the stage. And she says, I got born again at about four years old and got filled with the Holy Spirit and I lived for Jesus all my life. And all those bikers just went crazy because she had a better testimony than they did. God kept her all those years just like he did Angela. God kept her all those many years, but God had to deliver me out out of all that stuff and then clean me off, clean me up. But you know, I had to work with him. Come on, you have to work with him. I'm so glad that I found out the power of the word of God. Amen. Jesus has set us free and provided for a way for us to stay free. Let's look at John 8:36. Therefore if the Son makes you free, you shall be free indeed. John 8:36. We're free. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Say I'm free today. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus set me free, free. and I'm glad I know how to stay free. And if you don't, I'm going to help you with that this morning. In Galatians chapter 5 verse 1, it says, Stand fast, therefore, in the liberty by which Christ has made us free, and do not be entangled again with a yoke of bondage. See, you can, get, you can get free, but you can get tangled back in with some of those old things. Thank God. I don't know no one told me about this, but I just had such a love for God after all that good stuff He did for me, and I, I turned my back on my old friends. As Well, I, it really wasn't very hard because uh, I was so on fire for God I wanted everyone, all my old drug dealer friends and old friends that I used to have I wanted them to have what I had so badly that I just preached at all of them. And one of them finally told my mother, said we don't like to be around Larry anymore because all he wants to do is talk about Jesus. So Because I thought what Jesus Jesus did for me, they were Automatically want the same thing yep. because I, you know, yep. yeah. I got free, and I knew they were really wanted to get free, but for some reason or other they didn't. So they didn't want to be around me anymore. Thank God for that. Amen. Thank God for that. I was saved by that, and I, no one told me to do this, but I took all my drug paraphernalia, all my rock albums. And all the other junk that I had of the world, and I took it out in the backyard and burned it. And I hadn't even read Acts 5 yet where they (laughs) did that. I mean, just the Holy Spirit on the inside. You know, he's called the Holy Spirit. I didn't want to do the things I used to do anymore because I was free and I knew I was free and I wanted to stay free and I knew I couldn't go backwards again. So I'm going to help you Stay free. I mean, because I know how the devil works. I don't care how long you've been saved, the devil is always going to tempt you some for, in some form or some fashion to get tangled up and involved in some of the things you used to be involved with. I mean, thank God, we we, we decided years ago, well, it was a decision that was forced upon us, but uh, we didn't have TV in Poland, Czech Republic, because we didn't understand what they were saying. <laughs> and, and the soap commercials were pornographic. I mean, they would just have a whole front view of a lady, you know, taking a shower. So we just decided not to have a television. And then when we came back to the States, we just decided not to do that. Anything we want to see, we just... See it on the internet or go to a movie if you can find a decent movie anymore. But anyway, God is good. Amen. But there's things that we allow in our lives, and we're we're really not aware of it. Things will creep in on us. You know, the devil doesn't just appear to us in a red suit with pointed ears and, and a pointed tail and, and a pitchfork and says, I'm going to get you. No, it's a subtle thing. He'll creep back in on you. Go with me to Romans 12.2. These are some of the ways that I stayed free all these years. Romans 12.2, it says, Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, not removing of your mind renewing of your mind that you may prove what is the good, acceptable, and perfect will of God. The message says it this way, do not become so well adjusted to your culture that you fit into it without even thinking. Wow. The Passion says it like, the Phillips translation says it this way, don't let this world squeeze you into its mold. You know, the world's constantly trying to squeeze us into its mold. You know, all this stuff going on, people don't know what they are anymore, and they, they want us to accept that and think that it's okay because if we don't accept that, then we're haters. But you know, in the beginning, God created Adam and Eve, not Adam and Steve. And if God had created Adam and Steve, there'd have been no human race, Right. Two men or two women without the help of another sex, they can't create a child, right? right. right. And you know, God loves those people. Yes, I mean, he loved me as, as horrible as I used to be. He loves those people. They just got stinking thinking. Right. <laughs> right. But there is a, we are the answer to their liberty. We can help those people. And God loves them. Don't be afraid of those kinds of people. But we don't have to agree with them and, and, and accept the way they live. We can love on them and pray for them, and we should. Amen? I mean, just think about the great apostle Paul. Look at all the harm he was doing. And, and why do you think that he had the Damascus Road appearance? somebody was praying, exactly. So we ought to be praying for those folks. Joshua 1, 1, 8 i I'm talking about how I stayed free. It said, this book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth, but you shall meditate on it when you feel like it. Huh? See it took me 13 years to get the way I was. And it took me about six months to get mentally totally free Mm -hmm. by putting into practice what I'm sharing with you right now. Actually, someone gave me a little book by, you ever heard of Charles Caps? Little book, it's a little white and blue book. I don't know what it is now, but it's about that size, and it says God's Creative Power. And talked he talked about the power of your words and the power of confession, the power of meditation and I started taking my Gospels. Yeah. I did it three times a day. What the, that's what the little book said. And uh, you take all these scriptures and you put it in the first person yeah. and you say it three times a day. It only took me about 10 or 15 minutes. And I did that faithfully for about six months, nine months. And I'm telling you I got free mentally. Now I spiritually I got set free and, and, and physically I got set free because when I got set free I didn't have any withdrawals and I'd been in and out of drug programs and they told me there was no help for me. I'd been in a penitentiary. You know the penitentiary is a green brown for demons. I had a few demons when I went in but I had a lot more when I came out. But Jesus got them all off of me. And what I'm sharing with you this morning, it'll keep the demons off of you. You won't be conformed to this world. You won't let this world squeeze you into its mold. Now, we got to love people. I mean, people do horrible things, and you hate what they do, but you still love those people. Amen? Because Jesus loved them. God loved them. God loved the world. God so loved the world, right? That includes everybody every nation, every kindred, every tongue, every type of person, every type of of that demon-possessed person, Jesus went about setting people free. And you know, we're the only Jesus many people will ever encounter. And we have the ability to set them free. I said, we have the ability to set them free. He said, this book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night. Get this. Why do you need to do that? Well, let's read. That you may observe to do according to all that's written in. What did James say about the doer of the word? Blessed is deed. He said, be a doer of the word and not just a hearer. Because if you come to a church like this and you don't ever do anything With what you hear, then uh, it's detrimental to you. Pastor Larry, Brother Larry, thank God I got delivered from being a pastor, but (laughs) Brother Larry said, This church is dangerous. Yeah, it is if you don't do what you're taught. It is. You gotta take what God gives us and put it into practice. And it will be beneficial to you and those around you. Now, thank God some of my old friends got saved. Some of them are in heaven today because I shared the gospel with them. So he said, This book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night that you may observe to do according to all that's written in it. For then you and he didn't say God, did he? He said you make your way prosperous, even though it is God, it's God's word. Your his word out of your mouth, it feeds your heart, it renews your mind. When you, I'm going to say that again. When you speak God's word, it feeds your heart, it feeds your faith, and it renews your mind. It gets rid of your stinking thinking. It changes the way that you view things. It changes the way that you see things. And you won't want to do some of the things you used to do anymore if you're not doing the right things. Amen? He said for then you will make your way prosperous and then you will have good success. Amen. You do it. Amen. I said you do it. Amen. Say I do it. I, I take God's word and speak it out of my mouth, yes. meditate, on it, meditate. on it, chew on and it, and it makes my way prosperous and I have good success. See, we have a part to play in it. That's right. It'd be wonderful if God just opened the top of our heads and dropped all the knowledge in it that we needed for the rest of our lives, but it doesn't work that way. There's something that we have to do. We have to take His Word and brainwash ourselves. Yeah, right. You know, Hitler used to say, give me children until they're six years old and I'll have them for the rest of their lives because he trained them and programmed them a certain way, just bombarded them with certain things. You know, when we uh, went to the, well, we went to Czechoslovakia, then they had the Velvet Revolution, and it became Czech Republic and Slovakia. But Russia used to have a newspaper out, and it was called Pravda, which means truth, and it was far from it. It was propaganda. It was, they were programmed the people what they wanted them to know and how they wanted them to be. And you know what? Let me just say this. We need to pray that this war end yes. and Putin has to pay for the war crimes that he's committed. You know, really, it's the same spirit that's just, it's just jumped from person to person to person. That same spirit tried, look what it tried to do to the Jews. But anyway, let me get back to my lesson. So, meditation is vitally important for us as Christians. Just sitting in church and hearing good sermons is not enough. Thank you for your enthusiasm. I got one amen. Just sitting in church and hearing good messages is not just enough. You need to take what you have and put it into practice. Do the things that they teach you, but then take the word of God and, and, and make it yours. Amen. Take the word of God and make it yours. And you do it by meditating. You know, meditation didn't come, the art of meditation did not come from the Eastern religions. It came from the word of God. Joshua, this, we are, we've looked at it. This book of the law shall not depart out of your That's mouth. Right. That's meditation. You take it and you mutter it and you think about it yeah. like a cow does, chewing up food. Yeah. You know, they chew on it, chew on it, chew on it and they swallow it and then they, yeah. a, chow, a, a cow chewing its cud, y'all know what that is, don't yeah. you? Yeah. Without me getting <laughs> into <the laughs> real technical here. But, but they chew on it again, they swallow it, and then they bring it back up and chew on it again. That's what we need to do with the Word of God. Yeah. Meditation yes. gives us the ability to be a doer, and it's the doer of the Word that's blessed. Amen. Prosperous, yes. healthy, healed, and, and, and are advantageous for the kingdom of God. Yeah. See, you just take what you've learned here and give it to the people in your mission field. My mission field, yeah, out those doors. That's your mission field. Like I said, you're here to be trained, educated, mature, to do the work of the ministry so the body will be added to. Like I said, these empty chairs are your responsibility to fill. Amen? Amen. Amen. That's, That's the natural order of church growth. It's just God 101. Amen? Colossians 1, verse 13. So these are some things that I meditated on. I'll give you the scripture and then I'll tell you how I meditated them. Colossians 1, 13 and 14. He has delivered us from the power of darkness and conveyed us into the kingdom of His uh, the Kingdom of the Son of His love in whom we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins. So I say things like this, Father, I thank you that I have, Jesus delivered me from the power of darkness and I'm translated in the kingdom of your dear son. I am your child. I am your child. I've been delivered. I've been delivered. I am free and I'm going to stay free. I'm going to keep the word of God in my mouth. I'm going to feed my faith with my own words and I'm going to get rid of my stinking thinking. I'm going to think like you think. I'm going to act like you act. Just like Jesus said, you know, Jesus was all the time making meditation, confessions of meditation. I only see, I only do what I see my father do. It's a father in me. He does the works. I only say, I only do what I see my father do. So where does that leave us? In the same boat. Amen. I'm free and I'm going to stay free. You know, the devil tried to tempt you with something. You say, no. See, you got to resist him. James says, resist him. He didn't say lie down and accept what he's got for you. He says, resist him, steadfast in the faith with the word of God in your mouth. The word of God in your mouth. Say, I must, I must keep, God's keep God's word in my mouth, in, my mouth in, order in order to stay free. That's why it's good to be in a church that you're not getting Reader's Digest. You get the word of God, amen? 2 Corinthians 5, 17. Y'all usually get out about 2.30, don't you? (laughs) Is that okay? No, I'm just joking with you. It's so easy to preach here. I just love coming here. 2 Corinthians 5.17. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, are you in Christ? He's talking to you. And if you're not, if you're not in Christ today, we'll give you an opportunity to get that way, to be that way, to to join our family. He said, if any man is in Christ, he's a a new creation. He didn't say you're an old creep. Amen? Amen. You know, some people think they're saved and they think they're still an old creep. No, they're not. You've been redeemed. You're a new creation. Then he says, all things have passed away and behold, all things have become new. Man, I don't know how many times I've I've said that to myself. Because, you know, your mind, especially, because I used to like hard rock, not this bubblegum music, hard rock. (laughs) And I could be in a restaurant. Sometimes, you know, restaurants play old 70s and 80s music. And if I don't watch it, man, it'll take me right back. Some of those days when I was dealing drugs, when I was doing drugs. And sometimes I have to just say inwardly when I'm in a situation, especially if I happen to be out with someone, and you know, the pastors or people that we go out with and we're in a restaurant, they've got no control over what music you listen to, and sometimes you have to sit through it and listen to it. Angela and I uh, went to Branson, Missouri. And I, this is really kind of stupid. But, I, you know, the Bible says if you confess your sins, before, you need to confess your sins sometime. We went to an Eagles. These guys were playing old Eagle, Eagles music. Man, I'm telling about halfway through, I told her, I said, we got to get out of here. I can't stand this. Because it took me right back to some of the things I used to be involved in. You know, Satan was a worship leader in heaven. They booted him out. What do you think music has such a control on people? He knows how to get to people. But anyway, thank God. I'd have to say I'm a new creature. All things are passed away. I'm not that old man anymore. I refuse to think like that old man anymore. I refuse in my mind to go in my mind, I refuse to go in my mind back to those places where I used to be and the things I used to do and the way I used to be. I refuse it, I'm a new creature. Old things are passed away, behold, all things have become new. I'm a new creature, I'm a new creature. Sometimes you just have to be adamant about it. I mean, I was adamant about doing drugs and living that lifestyle, but the word of God is alive and powerful and it's kept me free all these years. I'm so glad I learned that I had to keep the word of God in my mouth. I had to talk to myself. You know, have you ever heard that phrase, people talk to themselves are crazy? Wonder where that came from. The devil don't want you talking to yourself. The devil don't want you telling yourself who you are, who Jesus made you, what the blood of Jesus has done for you. He wants you to shut up and be quiet. And him continue to program you. No, you got to talk to him. Sometimes you have to talk to yourself. Verse 21, 2 Corinthians 5. He made him who knew no sin to be sin for us that we might become the righteousness of God in him. See, I didn't make myself righteous. You didn't make yourself righteous. See, Jesus knew no sin. He was sinless. He became sin for us so we could be made the righteousness of God. Actually, he just took our place. It was a great exchange. I like to say it like this. Jesus became everything I was so I could be everything he is. Whew. I'm gonna say that again. Some of you might wanna write that down. Jesus became everything I was based on 2 Corinthians 5.21. Jesus became everything I was so I could be everything he is. Man, walking like him, talking like him, not backing up when I encounter a demon or when I encounter sickness or when I encounter any kind of catastrophe that the devil has created. Why? Because I'm righteous Jesus made me righteous. He paid a great price to make me righteous. And bless God, I'm going to act like it. Yes. Amen. I'm not going to cow down to the devil. I'm not going to let him push me around. You know, really, biblically speaking, that's the only place the devil has a right to be. Amen. Under our feet. Amen. Romans 8, verse 1. Make, take these scriptures and make your own confessions with them. Make it personal. Look at some other translations and, 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 and use some of these and make your own confessions. And it, put them in a, on a card or put them on, in your phone. Someplace it's accessible. Men, you can put them on the refrigerator. You know, we're, we're us men, we like to go to the refrigerator. And ladies, you can put them on your mirror. You know, you'll spend, anyway, I better quit <laughs> meddling. <laughs> Romans 8, 1. Therefore, there therefore is no condemnations for those that are in Christ Jesus who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. For the law of the Spirit of life is in Christ Jesus made me free from the law of sin and death. There's no There's no condemnation. I live in no condemnation because Jesus set me free. I'm not going to be condemned. And you know what? The things that I did in the past that I've repented of, I'm not going to let the devil remind me of that. Like I said, that's why I had to get out of that concert. Those old guys, they were playing the Eagles music. I had to get out of there. I wasn't going to stay in that atmosphere anymore. There's some things that you just have to let go of that are not beneficial as Christians. Cigarettes, my goodness. You know, I got delivered from 13 years of drug addiction. I mean, that that devil had a, I had an ape on my shoulder in his tribe along with him. But, just like that, I got set free. But cigarettes, I don't know why. It just, I, fought, I don't know how many packs of cigarettes I threw away after I got saved. I'd go to a meeting and get under condemnation, and I'd, oh, I'd get mad. I'd, I'd have the urge to smoke a cigarette. I said, no, I'm not going to do it. I'd crumple those things up and throw them out the window. Sometimes I'd go back and try to find them <laughs> Or immediately go to another store and buy another pack. Yeah. But finally, I heard a guy give a testimony one time. And he said that I used that scripture that there's no condemnation. And he, he said, I am free from cigarettes. And then he'd light a cigarette and smoke it. So I'd I'd do that. When I'd give in to the flesh and want to smoke a cigarette, I'd I'd light the cigarette and say, I'm free. I'm free from these things. I'm not going to let these cigarettes control me. I'm free. I'm free. And you know, eventually, I didn't want those things anymore. But it took a couple months for me to get free. Instantly, I was free from the drug habit, but I had that nicotine habit. But I got rid of that demon, too, by my confession. So that's what I'm talking about, our confession, our meditation of God's Word. Jesus set me free, In whom the Son is set free is free indeed, and I'm free of these cigarettes. I'm not going to be controlled by them. I'm not going to let them run my life or whatever else. So I've already said this, but I'll say it again. What if I have a temporary period of stupidity and miss it? do something wrong. Well, 1 John 1.9. You know, thank God. That is the out for the Christian. If we confess our sins, if, it mean, that means there might be a possibility that you don't confess your sins. But if we confess our sins, He is faithful and He is just to forgive us of our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Like I said earlier, God forgives and God forgets. We need to forgive ourselves and forget about the stupid thing that we did. Because if we ask him to forgive us, he forgives us. He cleanses us, and as far as he's concerned, that's the end of it. But you know, our minds and the devil will want to go back there and feel guilty about it. But we can't live in guilt. Come on, God wants us free. God wants us to live a free life with no condemnation. No condemnation. I said no condemnation. So if we've confessed our sin, he's faithful and just to forgive us of our sin and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Thank God. We can stay free. He will get us free and he will keep us free with the words of our mouth. Now here's some more scriptures that's really helped me stand in the place that Jesus provided for me. Philippians two thirteen. I'm just giving you scriptures that you can take and you can make a personal confession of them and put it on your meditation list. Philippians two thirteen, for it is God who works in you both the will and to do of his good pleasure. So I just say it like this. Father, it's you that's working in me, both the will and to do of your good pleasure. I purpose in my heart to do your good pleasure and I do it because you are working in me both the will and to do. You're giving me the ability and the strength and the power to stay free and and you're working in me. You're working good things in me. The message says it this way that energy is God's energy, and an energy deep within you, God Himself willing and working at what will give Him the most pleasure. Wow. That's good, isn't it? The Passion Translation says it this way God will continually revitalize you, implanting within you the passion to do what pleases Him. Y'all know what passion is. Yeah. I mean, anybody watches a football game, especially if your team, it, the, the score is even, and your team is down on the 20-yard line. There's about three seconds left, <laughs> and your team, the, the the kicker on your team, puts it in the uprights, and you win with about three seconds. You can go to a football game and see what passion is. I mean, people act crazy yeah. over kicking a little uh leather through upright. How much more can we have passion for God who delivered us from the power of darkness and translated us into the kingdom of His new Son, who put us in the place that the blood of Jesus provided for us and we can walk and act like children of Almighty God, living free, physically, mentally, financially. Woo! It's good to be free financially. Amen. Amen. Philippians 1.6. Being confident of this very thing that He who has begun a good work in me will complete it until the day of Jesus Christ. He began a good work in me and He's going to complete it because I'm going to keep His word in my mouth. I'm going to think on things that are good, pure, perfect, lovely, and good report. I'm not going to think of the things I used to think on. I'm not going to let the devil control my mind. I'm going to think the, the things of God. I'm going to talk the Word of God. I'm going to educate myself in the things of God so that I can walk out His perfect plan for me. You know, because Angela and I, we were pastors and uh, directors of Bible schools. You know, if if the devil is going to attack somebody, he would attack somebody like your pastors. Because if he can take them out, you know, just think of the people that was affected. When, uh, what was his name? The piano guy. Jimmy Swagger, fell. Now, thank God he's restored now. But, you know, I mean, it caused a lot of people. And there are other ministers that have fallen. We're not perfect. We have to live our life from the things that we teach you. And uh, really, sometimes it it seems like there's maybe a bigger target on our back than uh, is yours. But thank God we have the same ability to stay free. These scriptures that I'm giving you today have kept me all these years. And you know, I used them a great deal in the beginning, but I still use these scriptures from time to time. There's, there's, I have an opportunity. I have tempt, uh, temptation by the devil. The devil will throw stuff at you and 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 get you sidetracked, especially if you're busy doing something for God or you're maybe you're taking care of your family or something. There's, there's things that are important in your life, and he'll throw something at you, and before you know it. He'll sneak up on you and get your attention and, and get you to start yielding to that. But see, if you've got a good habit, you know, it's okay to have a habit as long as it's a good habit. If you've got a godly habit and you keep these scriptures going in you on a, on a fairly regular basis, you know, keeping, it, keeping a stronghold built up on the inside of you so that when the attacks do come, you're aware of the devil's devices. Amen. Did I say Philippians six? Yes. Being confident of this very thing, that he who has begun a good work in you will complete it until the day of Jesus Christ. He began the work in me, but I keep it going. Amen. And I'm not bragging on me, I'm bragging on the Word of God coming out of my mouth. And everyone knows this one, 1 John 4, 4. Greater is he that is in me than he is in the world. The greater one lives on the inside of me. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit lives on the inside of me. And you know, just think about it. When Satan had Jesus down in the pits of hell because he paid the price for our sins, he went to hell and the devil thought he had him. Corinthians said if he had known what was going to happen, he wouldn't have done what he did to the Lord of glory. And he thought he had him down there in the pit of hell. But then God the Father sent the Holy Spirit down there and the Spirit of him that raised Christ from the dead, where is he? Excuse me, I got one, but I got two. The spirit of him that raised Christ from the dead, where is he? In In you. Greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. The greater one, the one that raised Jesus from the dead, that just, he went down there and tore hell up. Satan and all his cohorts couldn't stop the resurrection. That's what's on the inside of you Woo! Boy that'll make you shout Run, jump The spirit of him That spirit lives in me The greater one lives on in the inside of me Greater than any situation Any circumstance Any lie of the devil I'm an overcomer And I overcome by the blood of the Lamb Word of my testimony See you have to talk like that There's times the devil will attack your mind You have to talk to it you have to talk to your mind, you have to keep the devil in the place that the blood of Jesus put him. this in a yeah. yeah, right world. Say that about ten thousand times and you won't say it like that anymore. You'll do like I did a few minutes ago. See, I mean this is true, brothers and sisters. If that wasn't true, then how could we trust John 3.16? The Word of God is alive and powerful. And keep it in your mouth. Keep your mind. Wash your mind out all on a regular basis. What time do y'all normally get out? Excuse me? When I'm done, Okay. Woo, that gives me freedom. How many people will give me five minutes? Five, 10, 15, whoa. (laughs) Romans 8, 14. Here's some scriptures I use for guidance. You know, because I want to be, and I say this a lot too. I'm going to be at the right place, at the right time, doing the right thing, with the right people, with the right attitude. I'm going to say that again in case you want to write it down. I'm going to be at the right place at the right time, doing the right thing with the right people and with the right attitude. Mm -hmm. Well, how can you say that, Brother Larry? Just watch me. I'm going to be at the right place (laughs) at the (laughs) right time, doing the right thing with the right people with the right attitude. Romans 8, 14. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. Or you could say daughters of God. And I could say this, you know, I'm led by the Spirit of God. He leads me. He talks to me. I hear His voice. The voice of a stranger I'll not follow. He leads and guides me into all the truth, shows me things to come. I yield to Him. I hear His voice. I'm clear and I do not listen to the voice of a stranger. He guides me. He directs me. Verse 16 the Spirit Himself bears witness with my spirit that I'm a child of God. If He will bear witness with you concerning the most important thing in all your life, everything else is just easy. Easy peasy. If He will bear witness with you concerning the most important thing in all of your life, He will bear witness with you concerning everything. As long as you don't have a temporary period of stupidity and say, well, I just don't ever hear from God. God just don't ever speak to me. You know why? Because you're talking like that. I'm in my second year of Rhema. I mean, I'm, I'm in the class with people that have been in some of the same classes as me, they've heard the greatest prophet in all the land. And dad would come in and in his class and say, turn to Mark 1123. (laughs) (sighs) I'm thinking, I had to exercise great love at that point because I'd like to turn around and just slap him a little bit. Say, you're the one that he's going over this again because you don't have it. I lost my place. Where am I at? Being led. Being led. Yeah, thank you. See, I told you she's my helpmate. And your classmates would say. Oh, yeah. My classmates would say. Thank you. See, she listens to me, at least when we're in in church. (laughs) You know, us guys say, well, I'm the head. And the wives say, yeah, well, I'm the neck that turns the head. (laughs) My classmates, I mean, we're getting ready to graduate. And they're saying, well, I just don't know what we're going to do. Am I supposed to stay here? My kids are in school. I just don't know what to do. You know, should we go and and do what we have in our heart to do for God? Or should we stay here and let the kids uh, finish high school? Or um, I I just don't seem to be hearing from heaven anymore. And I'm thinking, oh, you see, you heard the same thing I did. Dad said, turn to Mark 11, 23. Whatsoever things you desire, when, no, that's 24. Say unto this mountain, be removed be cast into the sea, and doubt not in your heart, believe the things you say shall come to pass. Amen. You have what you say. Yeah, right. Not necessarily what you pray. Because you can't have what you pray if you don't say what you pray. Well, I've got over on to another lesson. But maybe I'll get to that next week. Okay, two more scriptures. John 14, 26. But the Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, He will teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance. Man, that's a good one. He teaches me all things and He brings all things to my remembrance. I mean, even if you don't have such a good memory, He will. He will, if you say it. I said, if you say it. I said, if you say it. Here's another good one. I have the mind of Christ. I have the mind of Christ and I add this to it. I have total recall of everything I hear, read, see, say, and do. Why? Because I have the mind of Christ. I'm not dependent on my little pea brain. Well, I don't say that on a regular basis, but No, I'm depending on his mind, on his remembrance. So these are some things that will help keep you free. I'm so thankful for the Word of God. The Word of God is alive and powerful, but you got to keep it in your mouth and you got to come speak it out of your mouth. This is for you young people or you mature people. Because old is, is just a mental state. I just clicked over 70, but you know what? I feel just as good now as I did when I was 50. And I'm not bragging on me, I'm bragging on the Word of God. Because I'm strong in Him and the power of His might. I'm filled with the knowledge of His will and all wisdom and spiritual understanding. I always know what to do in every situation, every circumstance, because I'm his child and I'm led of his spirit. See, talk that way. It's not strange to talk the word of God. This, as a Christian, this is our new vocabulary. You can't talk like the world talks and have what God wants you to have. Because ultimately, you're going to have what you say. I'm going to say that again. Ultimately, you're going to have what you say, not what the pastors say, not what your wife or your husband says, not what your parents say, what you say. Yes, amen. And I'm going to say, and I say, I, I walk in the liberty that the blood of Jesus provided for me. I'm always going to have everything that I need to do what he's called me to do. So, I just would like to ask everyone to close their eyes in reverence to God just a moment. I want to deal with something. I'm not going to call anyone up. Uh, I'll deal with it from here. I'm not going to single anyone out. And everyone's got their eyes closed, so they won't know if you raised your hand or not. But you have been oppressed. Are depressed, you, your mind's been going squirrely on you, and you're sick and tired of it. If that's you, just slip your hand up and then you set it right back down. Anyone else? I see those hands. Anyone else? I see those hands. Anyone else? Okay, everyone can look up. I'm not going to point out anyone, but there were several hands that went up and I'm just going to deal with it the way the Lord told me to. In Jesus' name, those people, Lord, that raised their hand, that's been having trouble mentally or they've been harassed or oppressed or depressed, in Jesus' name, I command you in His name, the name that's above all names, I command you to be free. You lying devil, your assignment is broken. Be free right now in the name of Jesus. I thank you Father for the peace of God that passes all understanding to keep their hearts and minds, their minds, their minds, to keep their hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Thank you for the power to, for those people to be free. Thank you that you pointed this out so that I could speak to that lying devil and make him leave his assignment. I thank you Father for the freedom that they have now in Christ Jesus. And I just want to remind you, just say you're free. Well, If if you feel that coming back on, just speak to it. Say, nope, 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 no, in Jesus' name I'm free. And the Son has set me free and I'm gonna stay free in Jesus' name. I resist those thoughts. I resist those thoughts. Amen. So is anyone in here Maybe you don't know where you're going to spend eternity. Maybe this is kind of a a different message. Maybe you've never heard anything like this. Maybe someone drug you in here or persuaded you to come, and and you don't know where you're going to spend eternity. If that's you, just raise your hand. I'd like to pray with you. If you're not 100% sure where you're going to spend eternity, would you lift your hand? I want to pray with you. If you feel like your heart is about to jump out of your body, that's, I'm speaking to you. I wanna pray with you. Well, everybody just say this with me. Because this, you know, if there was some hands on the internet, I couldn't see those. Just say this with me. Say, "God, God, I thank you that Jesus Christ is your son. I thank you that he died on the cross for my sins. And your word says, if I believe in my heart and I confess with my mouth that Jesus is Lord, I am saved. I thank you that I am saved because I confess Jesus with my mouth. He is now my Lord and my Savior and I thank you for that in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. One other thing. Uh, I really didn't mention this. Well, I mentioned it one time but uh, other than confessing the Word of God a great help to me was the baptism of the Holy Spirit the evidence of speaking in tongues. The Bible says that he that speaks in an unknown tongue does not speak unto men, but unto God. And it says, if you speak in another tongue, you edify yourself, you build yourself up above situations and circumstances. I mean, when I got delivered and restored to God and healed, I got filled with the Holy Spirit all at the same time. And I'm so thankful for that. And then I got immediately got put in a good church like this. But praying in tongues, I mean my goodness, because you pray beyond your ability. So if you're here this morning and you've never spoken in tongues, you wanna be filled with the Holy Spirit, but you've never spoken in tongues before, why don't you just come on up here and join us? Would you come help me, baby? You've never been filled with the Holy Spirit, but you desire to be filled today Anyone here? Angela got filled with the Holy Spirit at a young age. One of our interpreters there in Poland, his son, he was like two or three years old, got filled with the Holy Spirit.
1: Started speaking in tongues at the breakfast table. They yeah. were praying in tongues and all of a sudden they heard him in the high chair speaking in tongues.
0: Yeah. So you're never too young or never too mature. I don't like to use the word hold, because <laughs> I qualify, but never too mature. Anyone in here? I really
1: censor someone here. Somebody might say, well, I don't want to go up there in front of everybody. When you want things bad enough, you know, you'll do whatever it takes. Most of us came up in front of a bunch of people, right? Well, all right. And you just came with her? What we're going to do, now let me ask you first, have you received Jesus as your Savior? Yeah. Okay. So you're a candidate. You're qualified to be baptized in the Holy Spirit. Now, what will happen is we're going to lay hands on you and we're going to ask the Holy Spirit to fill you. Now, when we ask him, there's a part that he plays and there's a part that you play. His part is to give you the language. Your part is to speak it. You say, what will I say? To you it'll just sound like syllables. Just syllables. And you do have to speak. You can't be filled with the Spirit standing there like this. I can't even speak English with my mouth closed, right? So you'll need to do the speaking. But here's what happens. You can count on the Holy Spirit to do His job. When you start to speak, He's going to give you those syllables. He's going to give you that language. And the thing that the Lord told me to help people with, to tell them, is once you begin to speak, anything you say is right. You absolutely can't make a mistake. So that frees you up, right? You're not going to make a mistake. As long as you just begin to speak, you trust the Holy Ghost that He's going to give you that language. Simple. It is simple. Don't even try to process it in your mind. Just let it rise up out of the inside of you. Thank you, Lord. So let's pray. Father, we thank you for our young sister. She's a child of yours, and she's come to be filled with the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit, we thank you that right now you give her that language to speak. And as she just steps out in faith and begins to speak those syllables, that language will just come rising up from the inside of her. So we thank you for it now, Father, that she begins to speak in Jesus' name. So red peke so teleki. It'll just sound like syllables. So prava sette come etile ata osi. That's it. Aarato sale eslu tele ite bosone. Let me stop. Are you speaking something that isn't English? All right, you're filled. Yeah. See, it was simple, wasn't it? Now I'm going to ask you to speak again, just for a moment or two, and I'll tell you why as soon as we do that. Okay, so let's start again. Now stop again. Look at me. Now the reason I had you start and stop is that I want you to understand that you don't have to be in church to speak in tongues. You can do this walking down the hallway at school, of course not super loud maybe, but (laughs) under your breath. (laughs) You can do it when you're taking a test. Holy Ghost, help me. I need answers. And just under your breath. And He'll give you answers. You can do it washing dishes. You can do it in the shower. Any place. Any place you are, in the middle of the night you wake up, you can start speaking in tongues. Because He's given you that gift, and it's yours. And that language is yours. And I just encourage you, keep it fresh. You know, pray a little bit in tongues every day. If you miss a day, don't get all under conviction and feel guilty. Just pick it up again the next day. But keep it fresh in you, okay? You're filled. We're witnesses. Don't let the devil come to you later and say, ah, that was just you. No, it wasn't just you. Because the Holy Spirit was faithful to give you the language. Amen? All right. Super. I just want to add a little bit of something to what he said when he, you got something on your lapel there. (laughs) I have to be a wife, I can't help myself. Um, When he was addressing those that are having mental battles, uh, maybe some of that is because of a situation you're going through, maybe an attack on your family, an attack in your finances or in your body. And Peter talks about in his epistles, he says, casting all of our cares upon him where He cares for us. I've been under some attacks recently, and it seems like it always comes at your weakest point. Like in the middle of the night, when you're half asleep, you'll kind of wake up, and all these thoughts will just start bombarding you. And so just like two nights ago, I dealt with this, and I just started thinking about the situation that, that I was facing. And I said, you know what, no. Yeah. I'm casting that care on the Lord. I can't do anything about it in myself anyway. So Lord, I cast that care upon you. I cast it on you. If I have to cast it on you a hundred times, I'm going to keep that in your hands, not in mine. And you know what? I'm going to sleep. (laughs) And so you do that. Don't let the devil have his playground in your mind. And while we're talking about the mind this morning, if you've been having mental lapses we'll say and maybe the devil's trying to tell you that's dementia that's Alzheimer's you know that runs in your family and so you have it too probably if you've just been having like you just kinda blank out in the middle of a sentence or you can't recall things that you need to recall if that's you you say well I'm standing in faith well I understand that That's probably why the Lord had us mention it. But I want to lay hands on you. We want to lay hands on you. And just uh, let's get rid of that. Let's get rid of that. It's an attack of the enemy. Or if you say, I'm not having that right now, but I'm having to combat fear because it runs in my family and the enemy's trying to tell me that I'm going to get it. And that might be you're a teenager and he's trying to tell you that. So, in the name of Jesus, we're just going to take care of that this yep. morning, and then I'm going to give you some scriptures, just like Larry taught this morning, to meditate in and to speak, to stay free. Let's start down here.
0: Thank you, Father.
1: Thank you, Lord. You'll in the name of this, Jesus, now the power. Yes, I release the anointing to of my sister that. to take care of that in situation, whatever it is. I release the anointing into my sister. I say, no more, no more, no more of this. Clear thoughts, clear thinking. I release the anointing into my sister right now. Clear thoughts in Jesus' name. No more, no more, no more of this in Jesus' name. No more, no more, no more, no more harassment in the middle realm in Jesus' name. We thank you, Lord. I release the anointing right now to make it so. That's right. Thank you, Father right. God. We say in the name clarity. of Jesus, clarity, clarity. clear thinking, That's right. clear thinking. No more, no more, we say. We break the power of it. Yes. No more in, Jesus, in name. Jesus' name. No more, no more. Thank you, Lord, for that anointing. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father, for the anointing. Yeah. Flowing into our system. That's right. We say no more, no more of this harassment in the mental realm, no more of this inability to grab the right word at the right time. We thank you, Father God, this ends, this ends in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father God. We lay hands on our brother. We release the anointing, we release the anointing. This stops, this stops clear thinking in Jesus' name. We thank you for it, Lord. We thank you for it. In Jesus' name. Thank you. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Now, let me get my iPad. Thank you. I want to Thank give you some it. scriptures. I'll give you a chance to get back to your seat. And you might say, well, I'm, you know, I'm not having any problems like that. Well, let's make sure you never do. <laughs> so, write down these scriptures. These are scriptures that I meditate in. All right. All of these are found in the King James Version, so that makes it easy. John chapter 14 and verse 26, Larry shared one of these this morning, It's talking about the Holy Spirit, it says, He will bring all things to your remembrance. Now I know it says all things that Jesus said, but He'll bring whatever you need to your remembrance. He's the Holy Spirit, He's in you to help you, He's your helper. So that's, that's John 14, 26, He will bring to your remembrance, all things to your remembrance. This next one is is very familiar, but a lot of times we camp out on the first part of the verse and don't really go on to really think about the last part of the verse. 2 Timothy chapter 1 and verse 7. 2 Timothy 1, 7. God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and love. We usually talk about the fear. But power, love, and what? A sound mind. And I just say, I have a sound mind. God's not given me a spirit of fear. He's given me a spirit of power, love, and a sound mind. I have a sound mind and always will have a sound mind. Then 1 Corinthians 2 verse 16, Larry mentioned this one as well, 1 Corinthians 2 16, it says we have the mind of Christ. And I say this, I have the mind of Christ, the mind of Christ is not forgetful, the mind of Christ is not confused. The mind of Christ is not oppressed. The mind of Christ is not depressed. I have the mind of Christ. Interesting little quick thing right here. This is a true story. There was a guy, he was not not saved. He committed a crime and they had DNA evidence of him being at the scene committing the crime. While he was in prison awaiting trial and sentencing, A preacher got in there to him and taught him who he was in Christ. And so he began to say, I have the DNA of Jesus Christ. And he just said it and said it and said it. So the day came for his trial. And when they compared his current DNA with the DNA found at the scene of the crime, it wasn't the same. That is a true story. So I like to say that, too. I have the DNA of Jesus Christ. And Jesus Christ is not sick. Jesus Christ is not weak. He's not confused. And anything else, you know, that you may be dealing with or even think you might ever deal with. I confess that. Okay, we're moving on. We're not going to stay here all day. Proverbs 10, verse 7. Proverbs 10, verse 7. It says, The memory of the just is blessed. Now, you say, well, yeah, but that means when Christians die, their memory is sweet to people when they think about them. It might mean that. But the Bible is so full of power and can be applied to so many different situations. And so I say, the memory of the just is blessed. I am just, therefore my memory is blessed. And then the final one is my favorite. Psalm 71, verse 1. Psalm 71, verse 1. It says, In thee, O Lord, do I put my trust, let me never be put to confusion. And I say it like this, Lord, I put my trust in you and I will never be put to confusion. I will never have Alzheimer's, I will never have dementia, they'll never have to commit me to some place because my mind isn't working like it needs to. I have the mind of Christ. I have the DNA of Jesus Christ. My memory is blessed, and I will never be put to confusion. Amen? Amen.
0: Amen. I think I'm done.
1: All right. Well, come back tonight, because I've got some other things, but it seems like they're for tonight and not this morning. Well, have a great afternoon. and We'll turn it over to Amanda, Sister Amanda. (laughs) Thank
0: you for coming and make sure you come back tonight. Amen. Don't miss it. It'll be it'll be good. So we'll see you tonight at 6.